give your sales team the opportunity to celebrate their business development activities. So in the month or, or in the week, how many networking events did they go to? How many relationships did they have? Did they take anybody to lunch? What relationships are they developing that will then lead to future deals? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Out of the Hourglass, a podcast channel presented by Nolan Consulting Group. I'm your host, Molly Nolan, and I'm happy to welcome back a familiar voice to the podcast, NCG Senior Coach and Director of Finance, Andrew Amrine, for a discussion on the metrics that keep your company on track. We're talking key performance indicators and where they fit within the organizational departments of your company. With a deeper dive on its way in the coming weeks, today's episode takes on a KPI by department overview. From sales to HR to the field and marketing, what are the metrics your team should be watching, analyzing, and using to make future business discussions? Today's episode of Out of the Hourglass is sponsored by Bookkeeping for Trades. When it comes to contractors, they get it. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Andrew Amrine, welcome back to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, Molly. Thank you for having me back. You are welcome. You know, it's been a couple months since we've had you, and I feel like there's been a little bit of a void. Oh, that's very, very kind of you to say. The people have missed you. Very kind of you to say. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's good to be back. These podcasts we're doing uh, are super fun. They are fun. Um, We enjoy them, you know, internally here, and we we love the feedback that we get as well. So, Andrew, last time you and I connected is actually Mm -hmm. with Catherine. Catherine was involved on the Levels of Work series uh, which was fantastic. So again, it's been a couple months um, since we, we've had you on. So today we're going to kind of shift back to another focus area of yours, financials. You are the financial master I'm here. I'm an odd duck that way. You are an odd I duck. sales, financials. Levels of work. Uh, levels of work, which, which we, we did get. We got great feedback with uh, levels of work. So I'm really glad that went over well. Likewise. So today in, in terms of the large overhead of financials. We're digging a little bit deeper into uh, a subject called KPIs. You know, we're, we're halfway through the year officially, which is just crazy. Uh, Q3 planning. For real, right? For real. <laughs> where, where did the first six months of 2021 go? Uh, but Q3 one planning is pretty much complete. We are, you know, we just kicked off Q, Q3. Q4 is only a few short months away. It's a really good time for a status check with half the year complete, half the year to go. Uh, what is the rest of the year going to look mm-hmm. like? We have somewhat of an idea, um, but a way to do this, a way that we think it, a company should be doing this, and this this goes across the board for all, all businesses, all small businesses, not only contractors who we specifically work with, uh, but all businesses should be watching and looking out for their KPIs. Andrew, define, or what does KPIs stand for? Yeah, before I hit that, I, I would, I would roll your comment forward. I agree with you. Now's the time to look. And I would say now's actually the time to start for next year. Cause if, if you're going to, if you want to do something different in 2022, I can't believe I'm saying that 2022, uh, you know, start thinking about it now. Cause it's going to take time to implement it and get it tracked. And you really want to start tracking it in December so that it's rehearsed and practiced and you've worked out any kinks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So now, yeah, now's a great time to start to either look at what, look at the KPIs you already have, or think about new ones that you're looking to add. Um, so what is a KPI? Sure. I mean, this is a, an obvious question maybe, but a, a KPI, it stands for key performance indicator, but what is it? It's something measurable that helps me know something, whether that's progress towards a goal or success or what does winning look like? Um, it might indicate a problem. So there's a, you know, you can set targets. So you have a, you have a KPI, a metric, we could call it a, a metric or a goal or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So leads per week. And then you need to have a target behind it. What's my target leads per week, but you could also have a threshold um, maybe there, you know, you, you don't want too many cancellations. So if cancellations go above a certain number, we start looking at it. Um, yeah, almost like so, triggers that let you know when a mm -hmm. problem might be, might be occurring so that you're not, mm -hmm. a problem hasn't happened and you don't find it until two months later and you're almost mm -hmm. too late to the game. This is basically to kind of, these are to help you navigate the warning signals and to keep you on track. So I think it's also fair to ask, what is it not? Yes. Um, you know, KPIs don't answer questions. That's why we call them indicators, key, key performance indicators. They indicate something. They indicate that you're close to achieving a goal or they indicate that something is more than what you want or less than what you want. Um, it, KPIs do not eliminate human judgment and decision-making. I can't help but make the connection with levels of work. Levels of work exists because what we hire people for are different levels of problem-solving and decision-making at different levels of the organization, different types of time spans. So you're never going to eliminate judgment and decision-making. You, you can help it by tracking something ob objective, um, but it, so it will indicate something, um, but it's, it's not realistic, um, to think the KPIs are going to eliminate judgment. So I hear people say, what, like, why does this matter? Cause I hear people say, well, we're going to run the company by the numbers. You know, we're going to do what the numbers tell us to do. Good luck. The numbers, they're only going to tell you what you've already decided the number says. What I mean by that is, is if you decide that our goal is 10 leads a week and you only have eight, all right, well, you decided what to do. It was your own judgment that decided it was 10 leads a week. And I, you know, you can, you're going to have to make your own judgment about, well, let's, let's base it against last year. Okay, well, you're still using your judgment to decide what the goal ought to be, what the target is. Mm -hmm. So it, I let numbers inform your judgment. It, it isn't that we run, the, we do what the numbers tell us. That's not realistic. Numbers need to be a part of the decision making at the end yeah. of the day. Any, any intelligent business owner uh, or, or anyone who cares about winning. I mean, look at, look at sports. Anybody who really cares about winning is going to look at the numbers, but then they've got to use their own judgment about what does that number now tell me? Mm -hmm. I, I've, I reserve that. I never, never delegate. 
my decision-making and problem solving to a metric. It's but we definitely it's part make of the puzzle. decisions. Yep. Yeah. So KPIs, there's many of mm-hmm. them. Um, there's many that we track internally that our clients track. Um, there's, you know, several, especially the ones that belong in the sales and field world that get talked mm-hmm. about a lot. Uh, but then there are other ones that are just as important that are involved within marketing and sales and HR. So what we want to do here is uh, kind of go from a, a department level. So pick six of the more well-known departments within any organization and highlight some of the important KPIs that we believe any business owner or business should be tracking. And so you know, for the purpose of this call, we are going to kind of high level hit some of those KPIs and, you know, maybe hit one or two within, within each one, but we we're using this as a way to tee up some future episodes that Andrew is going to join us on where we're actually going to dive a little bit deeper on the KPIs within certain departments. So why, doing... why only do one cast, one podcast on a topic when right. you can stretch it out to three or four? I mean, let's, let's, I don't want to lose money on this thing. Let's do a couple of them. I mean, there's so much content here. Why can't, <laughs> why can't we dive deep? We're going to stretch this thing out. It's, um, it's and my I think... excuse to keep spending time with you, Molly. That, there we that, go. Well, that's and where I'm, that's where I'm at. You're, you're helping us build our content calendar, which is also great, but no, the audience, I, the audience really just rolled their eyes. Oh, <laughs> No, but it, I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's these are important and we want to make sure people understand them and are able to take the things that we're saying here and actually be able to implement them. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you listen to something and it just kind of it doesn't hit home or you don't feel like you, you can apply it to your personal personal life or personal business, then we're not we're not hitting any traction. And so yeah, there's so much out there. It, I think embedded in what you're saying there is a is a you know, where do I start? And mm-hmm. then what's next? Like there's, there's so many things I could track. What are the basics? What are the, what are the fundamentals? And then can I add to it? Exactly. So uh, let's kind of stop, start here with the top level. There's, you know, the six departments that we're going to be hitting mm-hmm. marketing, sales, inside ops in the office, uh, outside ops and field to so field and operations, human resources and accounting. So Let's start with marketing, Andrew. What are some KPIs within the marketing department that should be tracked consistently? Sure. So uh, starting with marketing and sales is it's a it's a very well developed two two very well developed departments. Um, you know, if you're not tracking leads by source, stop what you're doing. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. You know, on a piece okay. of paper, just write down you know how people are hearing of you. Start tracking that. Um, I think at a at a more advanced level, um, start tracking past customer versus new customer. So in your CRM, so um, we use Pipeline Deals. There's Estimate Rocket. There's um, several others. Um, Quoter. Add a a checkbox for either past customer or new customer. So I think probably maybe maybe past customer might be easier. Just click a checkbox. You know this deal is a is a past customer. But then you're also tracking that they saw your trucks. So what that allows you to do is when you run, when you do this in Excel, most people are, are, can export the data into Excel. I can separate out new customers and I can say, how did, how did everyone, how did all of our leads hear from us? And then I can say, how did just the new customers hear about us? And then I can say, how did just the repeat customers hear about us? And they're going to be two different answers. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to, 
come to you from two very different places. And that's so important because that's that metric is what then drives decisions later on about how mm-hmm. you're spending your marketing dollars. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, what are what are a few other ones here in this department, Andrew? Sure. So then, you know, uh, win rate by source, um, win percentage, um, certainly number of revenue by source. So dollar revenue, what which sources are getting you the most amount of revenue, um, marketing cost per lead, cost per sale. So just your marketing spend divided by the number of leads, marketing spend divided by the number of sales. Um, you can break that down by source as well. So you can do a two-level analysis. So cost by source by win, you can, you can break it down that way. Um, and then I would say an interesting one that I, I think is maybe kind of a, an unknown one or out of left field, but it, I, I call it value of an estimate. And so you take the dollars sold divided by the number of estimates it took you to get there. Mm-hmm. So if I have 10 estimates and five sales and I sold $50,000, then my average sale, 50,000 divided by five is 10,000. But if I take the $50,000 divided by the 10 estimates it took me to get there is what's that? 5,000. Good job. So quick math. I, I got <laughs> I got nervous there for a minute. I did too for you. you can you can tell I'm Gen X because I reach for the calculator. Mm-hmm. Right? I depend on the calculator. So so it it's an interesting stat to know. You know, for every estimate I go on that we get from the web or we get from or just we get overall, every estimate I go on is a thousand bucks. And those thousand bucks just keep adding up. As in, in the mind of a sales rep. So if for, for marketing, if you're, if you're communicating with your sales team, that's a cool metric to tell them is value of an estimate. And we would absolutely advocate for that marketing and sales departments to be connected yeah, and to be speaking sure. to one another if they're not doing it already, which leads us into sales, Andrew. And like I said, we will be diving deeper on these um, KPIs in general on future episodes. Um, so we're going to quickly move into, into sales, which again is one of the areas where we often talk more about KPIs just because it's top of mind, I'm talking to sales reps, talking to owners, it's revenue related. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start off with the first one, win rate. Sure. So you got win rate, so win percentage. So number of estimates, uh, number of wins divided by number of estimates. Also uh, win percent of dollars. So dollars closed versus dollars estimated. Um, self-generated leads and prospecting activities. A KPI doesn't have to be a formula. It can also just be something you're tracking, a tally, a count of something. Mm -hmm. So give your sales team uh, the opportunity to celebrate their business development activities. So in the month or or in the week, um, how many networking events did they go to? How many relationships did they have? Did they take anybody to lunch? What What relationships are they developing that will then lead to future deals. So that's a leading indicator. We're trying to predict the future. This um, is also a great kind of an accountability KPI at the same time, where if you're mm-hmm. setting, you know, setting a goal for a number of activities in a month by each sales rep to going, going on these prospecting visits, you're tracking them and you're, you have goals behind them versus just, um, I, I'm going to try to talk to, you know, buy, make five new appointments this month, you know, 
make it, it feels a little bit, you know, lackadaisical. Um, but now you're actually putting some structure behind, behind it. And it can allow people to plan a little bit better. Well, carrots work better than sticks. Mm-hmm. Sticks um, hurt. Vid- video games prove that. I mean, uh, kids who can't sit still can sit in front of a video game for hours on end and, and play it because of all the bells and whistles. I mean, it, it's proof that Carrots work better than sticks. So make the bells and whistles when when mm-hmm. your team is documenting things. Ring the bell, celebrate it, give create opportunities for all those little dings and bells and whistles for them to get. Okay, should we move on to inside ops in the office? Yeah, let's keep going. All right. So th- this is an area that I don't think we talk about probably as enough. Um, there are certain KPIs in, in the office and that inside operations is handling that we want to be aware of. And what are those, Andrew? More on that in just a second. A reminder that today's episode of Out of the Hourglass is sponsored by Bookkeeping for Trades. When it comes to contractors, they get it. Bookkeeping for Trades is a bookkeeping and tax firm who specializes in working with trades contractors across North America. More than your basic bookkeeping, what they truly specialize in is the detail, frequency, and accuracy that is so important for trades business owners as they try to make the wisest decisions for their operations. How many times have you needed to know your numbers and have not been able to get any answers? Or the reporting doesn't really mean anything to you? That's exactly the problem that the Bookkeeping for Trades team makes disappear. This team is hyper-specific in their focus. They started off specializing in working with painters and have grown to take on additional contractors of all types. They make the whole accounting process seamless for business owners, helping them move their record keeping and receipt management online and walking them through how their accounting systems can tie in with everything else that they're using on the software front. Specific, accurate financial reporting that you can actually use. That's what Bookkeeping for Trades is all about. When it comes to contractors, they get it. And now back to our episode. Sure. So some ideas here. Um, The 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 office inside operations can be tough because they're in between a lot of maybe easily measured things. So the sales is easily measured. The field is a little more easily measured. So the office is kind of in between. So um, contracts processed in a day, folders created in a day, um, report cards collected. Uh, let's see, canceled estimates is a good one. Jobs closed and costed, you know, is tracking their, their behaviors and driving some, some efficiency, trying to keep people in mind, you know, what are we doing when we do the most of these in a day? I would, if I was to highlight one, a place to start, I'd, I really think net promoter score. And I, you, maybe this one connects, people would connect this one to the field more so than the outside ops, maybe than inside ops, but Mm -hmm. I I think inside ops can drive this. But if we're not asking customers of of any genre, commercial, industrial, residential, whatever it is, everybody benefits from asking the question on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to refer me to a friend or a family member or a colleague or, or other contact everybody ought to be asking that question and, and tracking the results. I mean, I, I, have received questions like that, uh, that question all the time from certain businesses, businesses that I've 
um, serviced or gone to. It's, it is the universal question that is asked. So everybody on this call should be, should be putting that out as their number one kind of feedback question. Yep. Even, even if it's an account, you know, I, I get pushback on it sometimes because people, well, I have an account. I've got a couple uh, GCs or accounts that just send me work. Okay. Well, what happens when they don't send you work? Like ask mm-hmm. them how like, and don't you want to grow? Wouldn't you like to add more contractors like them to do work for? So we got to ask them, how likely are you to refer us to, you know, other people? Got to ask it. All right. Let's move out to the field outside operations. So field and operations, again, what are a few KPIs here that we got to be tracking? Yeah, there's a lot here. So I I think part of doing our multiple um, sessions here, where we'll dig deep on this, you know, I I think the the fundamentals are certainly tracking productivity. So estimated hours versus actual hours, maybe teasing the future episodes. There's certainly feet on the street targets and revenue targets, but there's a lot of new stuff getting thought about given our current environment of, of hiring and, and finding people and, and mm-hmm. lack of, of hiring. Um, so training KPIs and training bonuses, tracking how much training is happening, training hours, training topics, using the, the learning pathways. People are using content systems to track how many, how many training sessions were completed this week in the, in the training system. Mm-hmm. Tracking promotions, how many people were promoted from apprentice to laborer or from laborer to craftsman, carpenter, whatever it is, tracking that, um, tracking it by crew. Is there a crew that's falling behind? I mean, it's important to know what is working and what is not as well. So if you're putting out these training KPIs and bonuses attached and people aren't responding to those bonuses or or responding to the KPIs that are being set, well, then this, it requires a rethink um, as to what's being offered. Uh, Retention is another one getting talked about. Yep. So giving, tracking retention numbers on crews and uh, revenue per feet on the street. So number of people in revenue divided by number of people in the field, uh, knowing that number. Now kind of linking us to some of those items you just mentioned, retention promotion moves us into human resources. Again, some of these KPIs might actually fall across a couple different departments or are certainly related to one another. So uh, bring us into the HR world. What are we tracking? Yeah, you know, Catherine has, has done a lot of work here in, in finding and sifting through KPIs, certainly turnover. If you're not tracking just a basic turnover number, um, I would start. I mean, that that's the place to go. Uh, it's in it's in the financial spreadsheet that we track, um, tracking a, a turnover number. What I like, I'm starting to call a churn, hiring churn, another one, which is just number of people hired divided by number of people separated. So am I am I at a hundred percent? churn rate. I hire five, I five leave or I fire five. That's a brutal churn. Yeah. You can't grow. Am I at 30% churn? Like what, what are we doing? Are we, are we making progress toward our Mm -hmm. goals? So for every, for every three people we hire, we lose one. We know that. So we overhire, you know, how much do it, how much do I need to overhire? Um, then, you know, teeing up some future ones, um, a realized feet on the street, which is using hours, is how many feet on the street am I realizing? Um, you know, time to promotion 
is one promotions per month. So how long is it taking someone to go from um, one role to another? Um, we talked about, you know, number of training sessions completed cost per hire. How much are you spending divided by hires? Um, one that Catherine calls yield ratio, which is how many applicants you got, how many interviews you did and how many hires you made. Cause those are three different numbers. And then hires to applicants, high number of hires divided by applicants is your yield ratio. But what's that, what's that pipeline? of we get a hundred applicants, we do 80 interviews and we hire two people. Ooh. What's that ratio? Um, that's um, based on my experience. That's probably pretty close. Yeah, um, no, you're, you're not wrong. That seems then, to be the, um, the track record. Attendance and absence rates. And I would suggest attendance by crew. And you know, we'll, we'll get into it more, but is there a pattern? Are there any patterns happening mm -hmm. that we want to know about? Oh, there's some good ones in HR. I like, mm -hmm. I like those. All right. Last but not least, which also deserves a lot of attention is accounting. So, um, you know, again, I, I think this one is probably, it gets taken for granted a little bit because it's so well defined, but tracking days receivables, um, de, uh, reserves. So mm -hmm. I would say specifically, and this one, a lot of this can be specifically defined. Um, but if you don't have two months of reserves, two months of cash in reserves, start building it now. So that, I guess if I was to say which one, what's the, the fundamental one, start with that one. Okay. Uh, reserves, uh, days cash. Um, we'll get into that one. A little bit more, but basically how many days of operating cash do I have? Do I need um, current ratio? So we're now we're talking about the balance sheet and sort of how, how liquid you are, how, how quickly you're able to meet your debts. Some long-term ones called debt ratio, uh, measuring the health of your balance sheet. Um, and in here, I'll, I'll throw um, maybe a, another one kind of out of left field, but really job costing is important. And I think, you know, how, tracking how many jobs got costed today or this week um, is job costing done by Thursday for the last week or whatever day you set, you know, is, is it done on time? Are, are jobs getting costed properly? Just the timing of it. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily the costing results. How good did we do on the job? That's, that's not what we're saying. Um, but just kind of like the office, um, the inside operations metrics, how many contracts got created. This is just counting how many jobs got costed, how many into where we're just trying to see what the workload is. Awesome. The act of getting it done, making sure that it's mm -hmm. happening every week um, with consistency. And again, that's and what it, KPI, KPIs are helping us track consistencies or lack of consistencies. Yeah. It doesn't KPIs don't have to be a formula. You know, like I said, it can just be creating a scoreboard, just tracking a score and then asking the question, we're not getting as many job costs done over the last couple of weeks. Like what's going on? Well, it's winter. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Or maybe this person is, is there's, there's a process breakdown and we need to figure that out. We're not, we're not getting the information we need. Um, so tracking a score. 
I love the idea of like a, a live scoreboard, either on a big TV in the office or on a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. I mean, we use a scoreboard ourselves um, on smart sheets and our dashboard. Uh, Nolan Painting has a huge white wall that they can write on, and they base, they keep it updated on a weekly basis with these KPIs and these this and you know this information. Make sure it's in front of you. You're 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 mm-hmm. you're creating these KPIs for a purpose. They do bring meaning. Make sure you're actually looking at them. Make sure that you you walk in the office, you see them, and they're they're your 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 daily your daily update on the health of your business. Yeah. This, so this is the fun part. So the the next couple episodes, we'll dig into how to track it or how people are tracking it, where mm-hmm. are they posting it, so the in sort of the more of the details. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I got to give a shout out really to um, Mike's Quality Painting, Miriam Freeman there really innovated a lot of some inside operations tracking. And they, they had a Google spreadsheet that every day they would, they would track numbers and it, it would update it, it went, and it made, it made it fun, you know, in the office, the office got to track a score too. And it, it was super fun. I love that. Well, we'll hope to have more stories like that in the next few episodes. Again, we will come back to you with a focus on marketing and sales a bit more in depth on our next episode, followed by operations, both inside and out. And then we will round it out with accounting and HR. Um, Andrew, thank you. This is going to be fun. This is, there's some really good information here that I think people um, will be able to walk away with and actually get to work on. You bet. Thanks, Maul. Glad to be back. Likewise. We will see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Maul. Thanks, Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for a future episode? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.